0: الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الذين آمنوا وتطمئن قلوبهم بذكر الله ألا بذكر الله تطمئن القلوب قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لا يزال لسانك رطبا من ذكر الله أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. Most all of my kiram, of my people call it by different names. somebody would refer to it as happiness. Somebody would call it peace. Somebody will say satisfaction. Someone will say contentment. And somebody will call it by some other names as well. But all these things are one and the same. The sum total is that there is something which a person is desiring within him. And that what he is desiring within him is some kind of fulfillment. Some kind of enjoyment, some tranquility, some peace. And all these various words, he wants to be happy, he wants to be at peace. And everything that people do is done for this, regardless of what it might be that a person, whatever he does, he is doing it for this peace, for this happiness, for this satisfaction, for this contentment, whether it is for acquiring it right now, or for the future. Somebody is eating something very, very delicious, he's paid for it, he's brought it home, and then... There was a lot of care taken to prepare it well. And now he's having that meal. So why is he taking all this effort and paid so much for this, and then took all the effort to have it prepared in that manner, etc.? Because he wants to enjoy that. He wants to have that enjoyment out of eating that food. Why he wants to enjoy it? Because that enjoyment gives him some satisfaction, gives him some kind of peace within himself that he enjoyed something. So he's eating that for that enjoyment immediately. And then every person in his life, he's sometimes working hard, he's toiling, somebody is burning the midnight oil, somebody is working the whole day, and hard labor. Why? Because either at the end of the day, or the end of the month, or the distant future he's planning for, that this will bring the happiness then. He's working hard now, is under a lot of pressure, lot of difficulty, a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, and a lot of things he's taking upon himself. But why is he doing all this? He says, no, well, now there is some short-term pain, but there's a long-term gain. The short-term pain, but in the long-term there'll be that happiness that I will get out of what I will achieve from all this toiling. But then there's the difference That one is the person without Iman. The person without Iman also toils. He also undergoes that hard labor. He also undergoes that pain and difficulty sometimes. He also makes sacrifices. But then his vision is as far as this dunya is concerned. And how far is this vision of dunya? Tomorrow also is too far. For somebody it might be tomorrow, for somebody it might be a day after, somebody one year later, somebody ten years later. How long later? Twenty years, fifty years. But that is where that vision ends. Yes, everybody has long, long hopes that when we talk about the possibility of tomorrow and the possibility of fifty years, everybody's mind goes that, well, I am among the fifty years. But Allah knows best whether we are among tomorrow also. But nevertheless, that is where the person without iman—that as far as where he can see. So he toils, he works hard, he labors, he undertakes so much of pain, he makes so many sacrifices, just for that pleasure and happiness that is confined to this dunya. He can't see beyond that. And a mu'min also wants to be happy. But a mu'min's vision is far beyond. But when his vision is far beyond and he is looking at how to make that eternal happiness be achieved. Because dunya is a very, very temporary place. But when he works towards that eternal happiness, Allah Ta'ala makes this short term happiness also possible for him. It's not only something that's in credit. Allah Ta'ala makes the short term of dunya also a place of peace for him. And this is what Allah Ta'ala has promised in the Quran Sharif. The person who has Iman and he does righteous actions, then Iman and righteous actions, this is a prescription for a good life. So everybody is looking for this peace, for this happiness. Everybody is looking for this serenity, for this contentment, the satisfaction, all these various descriptions that we will give it. But at the end of the day, it's that same thing we are looking for. There's some void inside. There is an emptiness which cannot be filled with just anything. That emptiness can only be filled with that which is meant to fill it. A person wants to make that car move, there's a tank... There's a tank where the fuel goes, there's also a tank where water goes. There's a kind of tank where the oil goes. I say that all these are kind of tanks. So put the oil where the water goes, put the water where the fuel goes. What difference does it make? So that When he starts tying it and keeps tying and gets nowhere, then he'll know what difference it makes. It's only that which is meant to go in that particular tank, that is what will give it that particular end result. That fuel is meant to go in that petrol tank that is what will give it the end result of moving the vehicle and that is what will make that plane take off and that is what will make that jet move at that speed in that height and that is what will make that rocket move outer space but it has to have the right thing in the right place So Allah Ta'ala also gives us the same prescription that we are looking for something to fill this void we want that happiness, we want that peace, we want that serenity. So Allah Ta'ala gives us this description in the Qur'an Sharif, that, Allah. بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ تَطْمَئِنُّ الْقُلُوبِ Generally, the, this ayat is very, very well known. We all have heard this ayat repeatedly. And even a person who is not a hafiz is probably a hafiz of this ayat, among some other ayats and even those of us who don't understand arabic know the meaning of this ayat and this is a very very important ayat the whole quran sharif is extremely important but among the things that are very universal is this ayat so this ayat of the quran sharif allah bi tatma'innul qulub it is often translated as common person who heard it somewhere who read, read it, and now he's just making a loose translation. Well, that's how he just understood that Allah tatma'innul qulub, that in the remembrance of Allah ta'ala, do the heart get peace. In the remembrance of Allah ta'ala, do the heart get peace. This translation is incorrect. This translation is very, very deficient. And it is incorrect the correct translation which is understood from the correct understanding of the grammar and what is the science of Balagar, the syntax. Now, these are sciences by which the Qur'an Sharif is correctly understood. And without this knowledge a person now just opens a translation of the Qur'an Sharif and he is now wanting to start making tafsir of the Qur'an Sharif, he doesn't have any idea of all these detailed sciences that pertain to the knowledge and to the various uh, aspects that relate to the understanding of the Quran Sharif. And that is where people make huge blunders, they go astray themselves and they take others astray also. The Quran Sharif is not just any ordinary book. The Quran Sharif is not just anybody's handmade, just do with it as we wish. No. The one part of the Quran Sharif deals with those ayats that are pertaining to the various incidents of the Ambiya Alim, the various advice that comes through it, and the straightforward encouragement that comes, the warnings of Allah, wa ta'ala, that is very clear. Any person who reads those ayats, he will get that message, he will get that uh, understanding, that encouragement, that warning. And obviously that too at a very surface level, The depth of it is way beyond that. But then there are many ayat that pertain to ahkam, that pertain to laws. That is not for anybody to just delve into it. That is for an expert of the field. When there is something of a very sensitive nature, then a person doesn't even go to just any attorney also. He is looking for a senior counsel. He is not even just taking a chance with even a junior counsel. Just with an advocate, also. Though he has to go through everybody. And uh, he'll have to settle the bull of everybody also. But he's looking for somebody right at the top. Because of how sensitive the nature is. The Quran Sharif. The sensitivity of the Quran Sharif. The depth of the ahkam of the Quran Sharif. Is beyond all the law books of dunya. So this is not something to toy around with. Yes, we will recite the Quran Sharif. Take the meaning of the Quran Sharif in terms of. The ayat that we discussed earlier but this is something very very specific and very specialized so nevertheless this ayat of the quran series the construction now this is a grammar issue very technical not something that we need to get into but in arabic it's the fail file and what is called the mutallik so the sequence the standard sequence is the verb comes first first the verb then the object, then the subject, and then what the predicate and so on. So the standard sequence, according to the standard sequence, this ayat should read, tatma innu, the verb should come first. Allah tatma'innu al-quloobu Bizikrillah. Bizikrillah should have come right at the end. But that sequence is not maintained here. That is very much like the ayat of the Qur'an Sharif right in Surah Fatiha. إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدْ وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ So now often this is translated also, Ya Allah, we worship you, and we seek your assistance. It's a wrong translation. It's a very deficient and incorrect translation. The verb here again is نَعْبُدْ But before the verb, the إِيَّاكَ, now there's technicalities involved here, but simply by bringing this first, which should have actually come last, the rule of بَلَغَدْ التقديم ما حقه والتأخير يفيد الحصر Something that should have come at the end, when that is brought before, that gives a specific meaning in itself. It gives the meaning of specification. What it means? إياك نعبد Ya Allah, you alone do we worship. And we don't worship anyone but you. نستعين Ya Allah, you alone do we seek assistance from. And in that... Is included, we don't seek assistance from anyone besides you. So likewise, this ayat of the Quran Sharif, Allah ta'ala is saying first Allah. This Allah comes with Tambi to really make somebody, not just his ears be wide open, but to bring his heart alive, to listen with his heart. When there's something of very great importance, then this word Allah is used in Arabic. To just Grab the person's attention. Now this is what Allah Ta'ala is first using, this Allah. Listen, listen very carefully. Allah bi zikri Now the correct translation will be only in the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. Do the hearts get peace. And included in that is the other side of it, and the converse of it, that in nothing else would the hearts ever get peace only in the remembrance of allah tabaarak wa ta'ala that the heart get peace and a person who is searching for peace in anything anywhere else there's going to be it's just going to be a dream just something elusive he's going to keep chasing after it and he's going to get nowhere this is the meaning of this title of the quran now this is what every person is searching for every person is now toiling for working hard towards i want this peace the satisfaction the person is ready he's doing anything in life now whatever he's toiling for somebody leaves one country and goes to another and he's now working day and night and his family is in one part of the world he's somewhere else what is he doing it for there's something at the end of the day he wants is some happiness for himself for his family that's what he's looking for that peace that happiness so now he's not getting it now but he's got his eye on the future so he's ready to sacrifice now he's ready to make that Sacrifice for the future happiness. So Allah Ta'ala is saying to us, that look, Allah b'zikrillahi tatma'in quloob, that with the remembrance of Allah wa Ta'ala, do the hearts get peace, in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala alone, do the hearts get peace, nowhere else is this peace found. Now this is what we have to absorb. This is what we have to bring deep down, not just in our minds, but in our hearts, in our practical lives. Because it's not just with the theory that something will be achieved. But it is applying that theory. A person has the theory, but he doesn't apply it, what is going to achieve out of it? So this message that is being given to us, look into the Quran Sharif, in the hadith of Rasulullah وسلم. this is full, right through. This message of the zikr of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. What is the zikr? What is the verbal zikr? The zikr of the tongue, that too is required. This is also sometimes described as zikru zahir. The zikr of the external self. What is visible? The zikr which is visible, perceptible, so now a person is saying something with his tongue. Somebody else can hear it. He can hear it himself. So this is the zikr of either the praise of Allah wa ta'ala. person is reciting subhanallah, alhamdulillah, la ilaha illallah, allahu akbar. Reciting istikhar, Guru sharif. And there's so many azkar that one is astounded to the extent of azkar Because after all, these... Various ways of askar are all from Rasulullah sallallahu And the various ways of askar and the number of ways of the way Nabi sallallahu has praised Allah wa ta'ala and made his hamd and sana and expressed his grandeur and expressed his greatness. All this emanates from the extent of the marifat of Allah ta'ala. And then after all that Nabi sallallahu says, La sana sana'an alake. Allah, I cannot praise you. I am unable to praise, because your grandeur is beyond everything. It's unlimited. No matter how much we praise you, Ya Allah, you are, your praise is, and your grandeur is unlimited. So our praise, no matter how much it will be, is, is nothing, It's not even a drop in the ocean. And to the extent that on the day of Qiyamah, on the day of Qiyamah, when the entire makhluk will be gathered, And people will be in a very, very difficult condition. This is before even the accountability starts. And merely the severity of the day would be so intense that people would even start saying that let the accountability start and wherever we are meant to get to, let that happen. Even if it means we have to end up in Jahannam, let that happen. Maybe that might be easier. And as a result, they will first go to Adam alaihissalam. Please intercede on behalf of this uh, entire progeny of yours. That Allah Taala should start off with the accountability. Adam alaihissalam will say, "I don't have any uh, any courage to do so today." Allah Taala's Jalal is to such an extent that I have no courage to go and intercede on behalf of anybody. They'll go to Nuh They'll come to Nuh wasalam. He'll say, I don't have any such courage today. Go to Ibrahim, alayhi salatu wasalam. He'll send them to Musa, alayhi salatu Various umbiyah one after the other. Eventually, and that Musa, alayhi salam, will say, go to Nabi, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Go to Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He is the only one who can intercede today. At this juncture. And then eventually, Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi will go, and he will prostrate and make sajda before the arsh of Allah, wa ta'ala. And Nabi, sallallahu alayhi sallam who was Ahmadul Hamidin, who had praised Allah Ta'ala, the praises of Rasulullah on one side, and the praises of the entire makhluk on the other side, the praises of Rasulullah for Allah Ta'ala was greater. The praises and the expression of the greatness of Allah Ta'ala from the entire makhluk on one side, and Nabi ﷺ on the other side, that was far greater. Yet, Nabi ﷺ says on that occasion, when I will fall into sajdah, I prostrate in front of the arsh of Allah Ta'ala. Then I will start praising Allah Ta'ala with such phrases. It's part of that zikr. all that zikr. I will praise Allah Ta'ala with such phrases that, Lam I have no idea yet. Allah Ta'ala will inspire me, rabbi. Allah Ta'ala will inspire me with those words of expressing His greatness on that day only. Even I don't know it now. now. This is the extent to which the zikr would be taken. That even the sallallahu after all the the beyond imagination ways in which he has expressed the greatness of Allah Taala, he says that is still beyond this. That will only be inspired in my heart on that occasion. Now this zikr of Allah wa Taala, one is the zikr al isani, the zikr al zahir. The zikr al zahir includes all the tasbihah till out of the Qur'an Sharif, includes dua, and it includes even the muraqaba, thinking of the, the, bringing the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala by thinking of various things, thinking about the accountability of the day of qiyamah thinking about the hereafter, thinking about all these kind of things that create this consciousness of Allah Ta'ala in the heart. All this is one level of zikr. And then there's another level of zikr, the Zikrul Khafi. The Zikrul Khafi is a person now after having made a significant effort in the zikrul Zahir, in this apparent zikr, he then progresses to the point where he breaks out of the shackles of all these things that hold us back, of these material things that hold us towards the earth. And he comes to the point of where he is in that constant consciousness of Allah. Ta'ala and he is in that constant that from his heart there is a communication with Allah. As hasan Aziz rahmatullah hasam he describes it that Ya Allah, there is no companion like you. Ya Allah, there is no companion like you. We are communicating all the time, but there is no voice in it. There is no sound, but that communication is non-stop. That, those who have reached that maqam understand what what he is talking about. But for us, this is a starting point. This is where we start off from. And this is what in time when a person genuinely makes this effort, he reaches that point. But now this is one part of it, the zikr al-zahir. But together with that, there is now something further. That what is the zikr? One is the zikr when we talk about that a person is remembering... Remembering Allah Ta'ala, taking the name of Allah Ta'ala. He's reciting some tasbih, some Pilaut of the Quran Sharif, some dua, various other forms of zikr and tasbih. But then sometimes, a person says that, I'm remembering someone, remembering my friends, I'm thinking of my friends. He didn't say anything, he didn't take his name, he didn't mention anything about him, yet he says he's remembering him. So There's a remembrance apart from just verbal remembrance. So likewise remembering Allah Ta'ala, remembering Allah Ta'ala is not just confined to the verbal remembrance. For example, a person, he says, I'm remembering the command of my father. I'm remembering my father. Now why is remembering his father? Somebody in fact asked him to come join them somewhere. No, I'm remembering my father. What? The instruction my father gave. You don't go to certain places. You don't join certain company. He didn't take his father's name that time. He didn't say anything. But what he's remembering? He's remembering the instruction of his father. So likewise, remembering Allah Ta'ala is not just confined to the verbal remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. Remembering Allah Ta'ala also requires that at every occasion, remembering what Allah Ta'ala wants from me now. If it is the moment and the time for salah, remembering Allah Ta'ala means that now this is Allah Ta'ala's command directed to me. I must now fulfill this. When it is the time for some other command of deen, to remember Allah Ta'ala is to fulfill that command. When a person is confronted with some temptation, to remember Allah Ta'ala at that time is to now suppress that temptation. That is remembering Allah Ta'ala. And in this remembrance do the hearts get peace. Only the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, nothing else. Now within this remembrance... Everything in life will be included provided it is done in the way Allah Ta'ala wants us to do it. A person is eating, but he's is eating how Allah Ta'ala wants us. How Allah Ta'ala wants us to eat, Allah Ta'ala sent Rasulullah to show us. person eating in the sunnah manner, that eating has become zikr also. A person sleeping in the sunnah manner, that sleeping has also become zikr. A person conducting his business in the correct way, upholding the laws of Allah Ta'ala, being conscious of Allah Ta'ala's commands, that business will become zikr also. A person conducting all his day-to-day aspects of life, but in the way Allah Ta'ala is pleased with him. And, then that will become zikr. Otherwise, let alone other things, even permissible things, there is no peace of Allah Ta'ala in it. If there is already peace that might help to be, a, a person might enjoy it, it might enhance something. But in itself, there is nothing in it. That is even permissible things. It's permissible. person can use it. He can have it. No problem. Allah has given it to him as a ni'mat But the heart won't get filled with it. The heart won't be able to gain any satisfaction out of even the permissible things. What about the haram things? Where a person is looking for some kind of happiness in haram. A person thinks, well, okay, if I go and indulge in some, looking at some haram, maybe it will give me some kind of happiness. Whereas that happiness is, can never be found there. This restrictive clause Allah Ta'ala has already men, made it clear to us. Allah bizikrillahi tatma'innul qulub." Only in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. In His obedience to the heart get peace. It's like a person. Like the father now has built one house, very big house, whatever, and now he's called all his children, and he said, well, see, this is now for y'all, but there's one very special treasure, and that treasure, but is not in this house. I have safeguarded that somewhere else. Whoever finds that, they can keep it, but it's not here. This is all yours. So now, that house got all, everything there, now everybody is still searching, opening this cupboard, opening that cupboard, then going and searching somebody in the roof, somebody digging the garden up, but if you tell them it's not here. If you tell them this is not here, but they say, no, but everything is looking so smart here, it must be somewhere here. Everything is looking so comfortable here, it must be somewhere here. So now the garden is looking like so beautiful, it must be hidden here in the, in the garden. But if you already say it clearly, it's not here. This is somewhere else. You want to find it, you have to go somewhere else, it's not here. You can use this, you can enjoy this, but this is not, the treasure is not here. Treasure is elsewhere. So likewise in all these material things, Allah Ta'ala whatever is halal, Allah Ta'ala is halal, use it. No problem. Use it. Help yourself with it. Help others with it. But that contentment and peace and happiness is not in this in itself. That is somewhere else. You want that, you'll have to search for it where Allah Ta'ala has kept it. And that is Allah Only in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala do the hearts get this peace and satisfaction. So now, where is that ever going to be found in haram? When it is confined here, let alone the permissible things, that is not found there So how can it ever be found in haram? A person gets deceived by that momentary excitement, which is the deception. Little children, sometimes they might have experienced this, being a little child now, sometimes out of the blue somebody is doing something, so now the welder comes along with that welding machine. Some child now, as a child maybe, we never saw that before. And now you see that sparks flying, looking so exciting. And to look at it, you say, no, I mustn't look at it. So while the sparks are flying, it's very, very bad for the sight. He says, what? I mean, so exciting it is. He says, now can't you see that person putting all those big, big shades on his eyes and he's got the thick glass tinted. Because it's very harmful to look at this. He says, no, nothing, not harmful. I enjoy looking at it. Now that child insists on looking at it. So now he's saying, but what are they talking about? But then suddenly that something happens and that sight is gone. So, something that if a person knows beforehand, that this is going to lead to misery. There's all this excitement here, but this is 100% going to lead to this misery. Will he take that? Will he eat that? Will he ingest that? Will he go after that haram? Whether it is looking at that haram? Whether it is listening to that haram? There can never be any peace in it. That is only the deception of shaitan. That is the deception of nafs. Carry on, no You'll enjoy life. Afterwards, just make toba also. Whereas this is just the prescription for misery. And we keep hearing about it, we keep uh, knowing about it, but Shaitan just puts that veil over our eyes and over our minds, and a person then just forgets everything. That forget forgetfulness comes out of forgetting Allah wa Taala. That because a person nasul laha <laughs> one is zikr. The opposite of zikr, opposite of remembrance, is forgetfulness. In the Qur'an Sharif Allah Ta'ala says, fa'ansahum When a person forgets Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala makes him forget himself. And he forgot Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala made him forget himself. That was the punishment. How he forgot himself? He forgot i a husband. What I am going to do this haram? Where I am putting myself in this serious harm of dunya and akhirat. He forgot he's a father already. He forgot he's a person of he's got a family. He forgot this is all still the lower level. He forgets he's the Ummati of Rasulullah Sallallahu (laughs) Alaihi Wasallam. He forgets I am the slave of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala created me. Allah Ta'ala is sustaining me. Allah Ta'ala nourishes me. Allah Ta'ala has blessed me with all these naamats and bounties, all these faculties, all these limbs and organs. All this is his amanat. A person forgets himself. Nasullaha faansahum فَأَنْسَاهُمْ أَنفُسَهُمْ أُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ When a person forgets himself, he forgets forget the akhirat, he forgets his dunya also. What harm am I going to do to even my dunya? And like a person blinded from realities, he just now goes headlong for that momentary excitement. But that momentary excitement, what he's going to bring in his wake, that is another story. So this is what shaitan then now discovers the mind and makes the person ghafil. That is why the zikr is of such an essential importance. That a person cannot afford to forget Allah Ta'ala at any stage. And therefore this verbal remembrance, the zikr of the tongue, the zikr of the heart, is so essential because this is the stepping stone towards creating that consciousness of Allah Ta'ala. And that consciousness of Allah Ta'ala is the barrier between the person and sin. Consciousness of Allah Ta'ala keeps the person away from the destruction of dunya and akhirat. And therefore in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Salaam emphasizes so much. How much? Once Nabi Salaam took the hand of Hazrat Mu'az. Now to really make him absorb this entirely, first Nabi Salaam expressed something to him. What do you express to him? He took his hand, and he took the qasam of Allah Ta'ala, Wallah. Can we imagine, Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taking the qasam of Allah Ta'ala, Wallah. Inni lauhibbuka ya Mu'az. After taking the qasam of Allah Ta'ala, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says to him, Wallah, I love you, O Mu'az. Can we imagine the condition of the heart of Mu'az, عنه, at that moment in time, when he is hearing these words, from the beloved of Allah wa ta'ala. And beloved Rasulullah sallallahu Alaihi After having expressed this to him. Now that he was probably. Every bit of him was hearing. Now what next? Nabi sallallahu sallam then says to him. La tada'anna dubura kulli salatin. Don't ever leave saying this after every salah. Every salah make sure you say this. Allahumma inni ala zikrik. Wa First on the list, Allahumma inni ala zikrik. Allah help me to remember you. Don't, can you imagine the, the manner in which this was brought in? Wallah. And then Nabi Muhammad expressing the love for his ummati. And now when he was all ears, because now what next will come? The beast asked me to teach him, don't ever leave out saying this after every salah. allahumma inni ala Ya Allah, help. We start off with asking for every help. Ya Allah, help me to make my business a success. No problem. Make that dua also. Allah, help me to pass my exam. No problem. Make that dua also. Provided whatever we are doing is within the limits of Shariat and Deen. And we're asking for help for all our dunya needs. No problem. But first we ask for Akhirat. First, we ask for the remembrance of Allah Taala. Then everything else. And therefore, Nabi Rasulullah is teaching us this: First, Allahumma inni ala zikrik. Allah, help me to remember You. And the person who truly remembers Allah Taala was shukrik. Help me to be grateful to You. That person can only really be grateful who remembers Allah Taala. Otherwise, he forgets Allah Taala. He forgets what that everything is Allah Taala's favor. How then is going to be making shukr? And then Wa husni ibadatik. Allah enabled me to perform my ibadat with perfection. Not haphazard. Not just to now kind of just say, well, let's get it done with. Just as a person takes care when he wants to present something. He so wants to present something to who? Sometimes even to that customer. Just now as a loyal customer now. So now the loyal customer is Eve or something, so he's giving you a present. So that present also is presented with dignity presented in a very presentable manner the present is what is needed but it's put into a gift bag also and all the trimmings and trappings why? it must be very presentable and ibadat ibadat shortcuts whereas Allah? Allah is our creator our sustainer, our nourisher but in the masjid some people say that we work by the labor law the so last in first out so we will keep up to that we we'll come in last and go out first. So, that shouldn't be the case. Allah, enable me to worship you with perfection. Perfection, we might never get to the reality of perfection. But that is the aim. That is the target and the goal. But this starts off with what? It starts off with the same zikr. After every salah, Nabi will be teaching us, make this dua. Beg Allah's help to remember him. So, we want this peace, this satisfaction, this contentment. This will not come by just, uh, wishful thinking, by just carrying on with things as they come along casually. There will have to be some effort made. We will have to bring our lives onto deen. That is the essence of zikr. Bring our lives onto the commands of Allah Ta'ala, the way of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Bring the zikr alive in our lives. Take time out, dedicated time, daily, to remember Allah Ta'ala with concentration, without any kind of distraction. And, keeping in mind the favors of Allah Ta'ala upon us, keeping in mind the greatness of Allah wa Ta'ala, and then remembering Allah Ta'ala wholeheartedly, to the point that that zikr permeates the heart, and the heart comes alive, and the heart comes alive, the zikr, for those, for the people of zikr, the zikr is everything then. The zikr is their medicine, the zikr is their weapon, the zikr is their consoler, the zikr is their pacifier. The zikr brings about that uh, contentment when a person is looking for anything, somebody is looking for something here and there, that kind of all entertainment excitement, this person has contact with Allah. He is not looking for anything else outside. This comes when a person has made this effort, he has made that sacrifice, done what is necessary just to finish off on this one incident, Ibrahim bin Adam, we've heard the name, he was the king of Balkh in his time. Long incident, but just to get to the main part of it, this came over him that, I'm searching for Allah Ta'ala, this is not going to happen here in my condition. So, overnight, he just quietly, he absconded. As a king, he absconded. And he disappeared in the jungles. This is not for everybody to emulate this. Otherwise, tomorrow sometime, It must not happen, somebody now suddenly has esconded from home, and now they're phoning and saying, you know, he said he heard something last night, so now he's making amal on his. So, that is not the part that we are required to emulate, but what we've discussed already, up to that point we emulate. This part here now is to take the lesson nevertheless. So he esconded the kingdom, and he disappeared. But somehow they knew that this is why he just disappeared. Somebody probably had, he left a message for someone. But one day the wazir came out searching for him. After some time, days had passed. And he came out and found him after a long battle, long search. Found him at the bank of one river. Once upon a time, the king of Balkh, And he's sitting and he's stitching some his clothing with a needle and thread. Now can we imagine that scene? A person who, one click of the finger and everything gets done. Doesn't click the finger, just shake his head and things are getting done. Everybody at his beck and call and all the comforts and luxuries everything that the person can desire for is all available and now he left all that and he's sitting at the river bank simple clothing and then that clothing too got torn somewhere he's sitting and threading it himself now if a person on the face value of it he compares the two then he'll say that was janat and he'll say this was like jahannam in comparison to that this is what he will say. Jannat reality is far beyond anybody's imagination. But for the sake of our description in dunya, he'll say that he's like Jannat for dunya. And this was like Jahannam. (coughs) He came to Ibrahim in Azim, and he said to him that, after whatever greeting and so on, he said, what have you done? And we want you back. You come back. You left all that and came here, you're sitting here and stitching this cloth, this, this clothing of yours, this garment of yours. You had servants at your beck and call. One little indication, all this would have been done for you. So at that moment, Allah Ta'ala makes this happen. All this is in the control of Allah Ta'ala alone. And these are incidents recorded in history. So it's not something that's some imagination. So in order to now, just because this was his wazir, his minister, somebody very close to him, and now this person was now putting this pressure on him, insisting, so to make him understand, so he, that... Needle that he was threading with, he took the needle and threw it into the river. And after having thrown it in the river, now the wazir is watching what's going on, he gave the instruction, he called out. He said, I'm instructing the fish in here to bring my needle back. So suddenly out of the blue, a whole lot of fish stuck their mouths out of the water. In their mouths is a golden needle. Each fish is holding one golden needle in his mouth. And those golden needles, a lot of them are sticking out of the water. He again says, I didn't ask for this. I asked for my needle. One fish comes up with that needle that he threw in. He bends over and he takes that needle. And then he says to the wazir that I gave up my kingdom for Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala gave me a greater kingdom. Man ka'na lillah, The one who truly now, it depends how much a person has given for Allah ta'ala. Now somebody goes now and he starts throwing one needle and waiting for all the golden needles to come. Now he's not even waiting for his needle to come, he's hoping some golden needle to come, he'll take all and go away. But what did he give for Allah ta'ala? How much he gave first? We give, oh, and even if a person gave everything, that too was what Allah gave him. If a person gave his life also, what did he give? He gave back to Allah Ta'ala what Allah ta'ala gave him. But the problem is that in giving back to Allah Ta'ala what Allah gave him, then too he didn't fulfill the right of giving it back. That too he did back in a deficient way. So even if a person gave the ultimate to, he still really gave nothing back. But... Allah Ta'ala is very appreciative that that little sacrifices a person makes, Allah Ta'ala rewards tremendously. Now the issue is on that level, what we have given. We haven't even given up our haram desires yet. We haven't given up that haram glances. We haven't given up those deliberately haram fantasizing in the heart. We haven't given up that looking at haram on the phone. We haven't given up that haram in so many other different ways. We haven't given up that evil of whatever the evil akhlaq, the bad character. We haven't even given up our occupations and sleep and whatever else for the sake of salah. So what remembrance of Allah Ta'ala have we created yet? So to the extent that we give to Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala will give us, though we don't deserve anything, and though what we give to will be very very deficient, it will be totally broken and flawed. But Allah Ta'ala appreciates that effort. That sincere effort. That sincere effort a person makes, Allah Ta'ala will accept it. Out of His grace and mercy. And Allah Ta'ala rewards beyond then we can, what you can imagine. But we have to start taking the steps forward. Make sincere Tawbah. We start bringing the Zikr alive. That simple Askar, had At least Tasbih Fatimi. After... The salah, or at least ten times after every salah, subhanallah, alhamdulillah, Allahu akbar. Then, Tazbiya Fatimi before going to bed. Apart from that, at least once a day, hundred times istighfar, hundred times durood sharif, hundred times the third kalimah, subhanallah, Then throughout the day, some, every now and again, some zikr on our tongue. A mu'min, a mu'min, his whole days, it's filled with the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. There's some way inshallah, mashallah, subhanallah. Otherwise his tongue is every now and again, la ilaha illallah, astaghfirullah, subhanallah, Something or the other, some zikr of Allah Ta'ala every now and again, so that eventually the zikr must permeate the heart and the heart must get attached to Allah Ta'ala. And together with that obviously, the very, very important zikr that we discussed is that at every occasion, to remember what Allah Ta'ala wants from us on that occasion and to fulfill that accordingly. If it is something to be done, to do it. If it is something to be refrained from, then to trample that nafs and refrain from that haram. That is the height of the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala, give us the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wanan alhamdulillahi rabbil ala